0: Good morning everybody. It's good to see each and every one of you here at Drive-In Church today. I want to thank you for gathering with us, whether you're here in the parking lot or you're gathering with us through Facebook Live or Dial-In Church. Who thought we'd be doing Drive-In Church at the beginning of this new year? I'm so glad that the Word of God is powerful and effective. Um, Whether you're gathering through Facebook Live, Dial-In Church, or now Drive-In Church, God's Word is not bound. His Word is powerful and effective to go forth and to accomplish the work for which He has sent it. We're in a new sermon series. It's uh, titled Brand New. So far, we've learned that God gives us a brand new perspective, and we've learned that God gives us a brand new life. This morning, we will talk about God giving us A brand new attitude by his grace a brand new perspective when the disciples walked with Jesus on the road to Emmaus Jesus used the Word of God to open their eyes so that they had a new perspective of who Jesus is the risen Savior who gives life and last week we learned that God makes the dead live again he makes the dead live again he's made us live again through the power of his word God gives a brand new perspective he gives a new life and with that new life he gives a brand new attitude and that's what we talk about today is this brand new attitude that God gives to us so I invite you to turn in your Bibles to the Little New Testament book of Philippians Philippians chapter 2 verses 1 through 11 This uh, little passage of scripture, Philippians 2, 1 through 11, has an important message for us today. And this was was an important passage of of scripture in my own personal uh, spiritual development as a disciple of Jesus Christ. When I first started in, in youth ministry so many years ago, I would often turn to Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And I prayed throughout my ministry that Philippians 2, 1 through 11 would be the attitude that that I would have as a disciple of Jesus Christ, as a pastor, as one who was called by him to preach. And and I have to say, I haven't arrived yet. I haven't arrived yet. I don't yet have a a Philippians 2, 1 through 11 attitude, at least not, not to the level that I'd like to have it. You see, I still need the Holy Spirit to to work this this humble, Christ-like attitude in me. So let's read about this brand new attitude that we are to have as disciples of Jesus Christ. St. Paul says, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind, or we could translate it, have this attitude, Have this attitude among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But listen to this. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let us pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. I pray, Heavenly Father, today that your word would enter into our ear and then into our heart and then out of our lives. Give us, Heavenly Father, this brand new attitude. The brand new attitude of Christ-like, humble service towards others. So I pray that you would fill us today with your spirit. Cause us to be made alive again through the preaching of the word. In Jesus' name, amen some point in your life, I'm sure somebody asked you this question, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? Kids have some good ideas. Children have good ideas. Ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? My kids answered this. One of my children said, I want to be a police officer or a gymnast. One of them said, I want to be a commando in the Army. Another one of my children said, I want to be a baseball player. Another one of my children said, I want to be a baker or an artist. All good ideas, all good things. What do you want to be when you grow up? It's a question we like to ask kids. We love to hear their answers. But I've never heard a kid say, When I grow up, I want to be a servant. I want to be a servant. I've never heard that before from a kid. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say my career goal as I go to to gain an education, my career goal is to be a servant. A servant. Christ wants us to, to grow in him. To grow up in him. And what does he want us to be as as we grow up in him? Well, he's called us to be servants. So what do you want to be when you grow up? Are you still growing in your faith? What's your goal as you grow in your faith? We are growing in our faith. And as we grow up in our faith, we're given a brand new attitude. The Holy Spirit begins to do this work in our hearts. He gives us a new attitude and this brand new attitude is the same as that of christ jesus and we know from scripture that jesus came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many upon the cross so today i want you to think about your attitude think about your attitude Do you have a Christ-like, humble, servant attitude? Good news, if you're like me, you need God to continue to do this work in your heart. To change your motives and your desires, to make you a humble, Christ-like servant. Actually, I I have this this inward bent. My, My default disposition is to be bent inward towards myself. And this is true of all people. And it's only when Jesus liberates us by his grace and by his truth that that our inward bent, that this inward bent is brought upward towards God and towards our neighbor in a new attitude. In a new attitude that desires to serve as Christ came to serve us. Paul writes to the believers in Philippi. Have this mind, or it can be translated, have this attitude among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to have a Christ-like attitude? What does a Christ-like attitude look like? The Christ-like attitude that's being developed in us as we grow up, as we grow up in our faith is the attitude of, of a servant, so Paul says, "Have this mind or this attitude among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, though he was, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of what? The form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Now think of this, Jesus." Is true God. He is true God. Yet he humbled himself and he took the form of a servant. And now, as followers of Jesus Christ, as disciples of Jesus, we are called to be servants too. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 20. In Matthew chapter 20, beginning with verse 25, he says, But Jesus called them, that is the disciples, to himself and said, you know that the rulers, the rulers of this land, the rulers of the Gentiles, lorded over them and their great ones exercised authority over them. And then Jesus says this in Matthew 20, 26, it shall not be so among you. So we look at this world and we see those who are trying to exercise authority over others, those who are trying to get ahead of everybody else in this world. And Jesus said that it shall not be so among you. He says, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. So in God's eyes, to be great is to be a servant. To give your life in service to others. In verse 27, whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And Jesus calls you. Jesus calls you, he calls me. He calls us as his disciples to live not as those who who lorded over others or to exercise authority over others. We are to grow up in Christ, taking on a brand new attitude of humble Christ-like service you know what I don't like the picture of me living as a servant I don't like that picture Uh, you know what picture I like I like to envision me being served by someone else you know how I picture myself the ideal picture of myself on a tropical beach at a tropical resort lounging on a white sand beach with servants serving me my hamburger my french fries and my iced tea have you ever been to one of those all-inclusive resorts I've been to one of those all-inclusive resorts and I've received amazing service but guess what the picture that Jesus paints for his disciples is living out our calling, not being served, but serving. Our calling is a brand new attitude, that attitude that Jesus had as He lived His life on your behalf. And Jesus was the perfect picture of a servant. He reached out and He touched those that no one would touch, He befriended those that no one would befriend. And his ultimate act as servant was laying his life down upon the cross for you. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Did you know that to be a servant is to have courage? To be a servant is to be strong in the Lord and to be strong in faith. Servants are willing to do what others refuse to do. And the greatest of of all servants lays down their life for the other. So don't think of a servant as a spineless weakling. Think of Jesus who fearlessly chose a horrific death upon a Roman cross. Think of our mighty warrior who conquered sin, death, and hell by his agony on the cross. And think of our brothers and sisters, think of those living in Asia who choose to suffer, who choose to die as they serve Jesus and his church rather than forsake Christ and forsake his church. This brand new attitude of humble Christ-like servant, it it isn't for spineless wimps. It's for those who have grown up. Who have been made strong and courageous in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we ask the question, how do I serve? How do I serve in this brand new attitude? What does this mean for my daily life? Philippians 2, 1 through 4. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. A brand new attitude. Our brand new attitude as servants of Jesus Christ and servants of others equals a desire for unity and an expression of love and humility, a desire for unity, an expression of love and of humility. Each are characteristics of our brand new attitude as servants of Jesus Christ. A servant will strive for unity. The servant doesn't demand his own way, but the servant makes choices for the good of the body. Have I told you about the Maynays Church? Anybody ever here heard of the the Maynays Church? It's a true story, I'm not making this up. A church had a fight over Maynays. One group wanted to serve Kraft mayonnaise. The other part of the church wanted to serve Hellman's mayonnaise. We know of Hellman's mayonnaise as what? Best foods mayo. So one group wanted to serve Kraft, the other one wanted to sell, not to sell, but to serve Hellman's. the church was getting ready to build a brand new kitchen. And the committee got together, and mayonnaise was the topic. On the agenda, they couldn't agree. This is a true story. Do you know how they solved this issue? They built not one, but two brand new commercial kitchens. One for the ladies who wanted to serve Kraft Mayo, and the other for the ladies who wanted to serve Hellman's Mayo. They built not one, but two kitchens, two state of the art kitchens built in that church. You really think that mayonnaise was the issue? in that church? Do you think that was the real issue? No, the real issue in that church was a lack of unity. A lack of love. A lack of humility that automatically leads to being a servant of the other. I'm the type of person, I want my way. I want my music. I want my program. I want my pew, I want my mayonnaise, and by the way, it's best foods or nothing for me. Happens to all of us. And really what that is, is a picture of of idolatry within the church. And I'm going to give you an, an image today of idolatry. We all build these temples to ourselves. We want our way. We don't want to be servants. We want what we want in life. So we build a temple to ourselves. The temple of I, me, mine, myself. This church is idolatry. When it's all about I, me, mine, Myself, we know that we are idolaters at heart. But in Jesus, you've been given a brand new life. You've been given a brand new perspective. You've been given a brand new attitude. And it's in Jesus that, these, that this old idol of I, me, mine, myself is tore down. And we receive the attitude of Jesus Christ. The brand new attitude of a servant. So Paul says if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from his love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind. Having the same love, being in full accord of one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves, and let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. You might ask, where do I serve? Where do I serve? Well, brothers and sisters, it's not just in church. Not just at church. But everywhere you go, in your home, in your vocations, in your community, wherever you go, you go with this brand new attitude of a servant. And it it reaches far beyond the church. It reaches into the way we act towards others in, in everyday life, but it also reaches into other areas of our lives, too. How do we use the gifts that God has given to us? How do we use the property, the money that we've been given? How do we use the skills and the talents that we've been given? Jesus doesn't want only 10% of you. He wants 100% of you. 100% of you living as a faithful servant of his. This is the brand new attitude that we've been given in Christ Jesus. And I believe that a church of servants is a powerhouse for the spread of the gospel. There's no better witness to an unbelieving world than a church of genuine, selfless servants. This is the brand new attitude you've been given in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we're growing up in Christ. We're growing up, and as we grow Jesus gives us a brand new attitude. The attitude of a servant. The attitude of humble servanthood. In closing, let's take a closer look at Jesus. Jesus, who is the ultimate servant. We believe, teach, and confess that Jesus is true God. Jesus isn't less than God. Jesus is not a created divinity. Jesus is true, eternal, almighty God. Jesus created the universe by speaking it into existence. Jesus sustains the universe by his power. So he created us. He sustains us. So if anyone has the right to demand service, it's Jesus he's god almighty he's the creator and the sustainer of the entire universe but jesus didn't enter into this world to be served he came to serve he came to serve you he came to serve you because he loves you he loves you with an everlasting love and he still comes to serve you He still comes to serve you. Though he he has ascended to the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, although he, he receives all praise and honor and glory and worship on his heavenly throne, he still comes to you today. He comes to you today to serve you. Jesus serves you today by offering the gifts of his grace, the forgiveness of sins and everlasting life today do you have the assurance that your sins are forgiven today do you have the assurance that everlasting life is yours It's my prayer that you have that assurance of the forgiveness of all of your sins and of everlasting life but not only the forgiveness of sins and everlasting life the peace of his presence If there's ever been a time when people are filled with with anxiety and fear, it is now. But Jesus comes to you and he says, I give to you the forgiveness of sins. I give to you everlasting life and I give to you peace. My peace I give to you, he says. And he also gives to us power. The very power of God's Holy Spirit dwelling within you. Did you know that you have the forgiveness of sins? You have eternal life. You have peace with God. Did you know that you also have the power of the Holy Spirit? God's Spirit dwelling within you. God's Spirit dwelling within you to cause you to grow up in Christ what do you want to be when you grow up I pray that you want to be like Jesus in the power of his Holy Spirit that you would be more like Christ to live as a humble servant Jesus wants you to grow up and I hope that when you grow up you want to be like Jesus just like him serving others and the power and the peace of his presence let us pray together lord jesus we thank you for the great work that you've done for us thank you for coming into this world we thank you for serving us and lord it's because you have served us in your life in your death in your resurrection in your continued ministry through your people Today we know that we have the forgiveness of sins, everlasting life, peace with you, and the Holy Spirit who causes us to grow. So cause us to grow, Lord. Help us to turn away from ourselves, up towards you, and ultimately out towards service to this world that desperately needs the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.